Welcome to the Joel Altstein recast, the good Joel Osteen sermon made gooder. You can steal that if you want, Brandon. He's Brandon. I'm Larry. We're qualified to host this recast because just like Joel Osteen, we did not graduate from Oral Roberts University and we too did not get any theological training. 30 minutes of Joel Osteen sermon without some of the less theologically sound misnomers. Okay, Brandon, let's get into it. Is taking care of yourself the name of Joel Osteen's sermon this week or something my wife says to me often, just go take care of yourself? (laughs) I think it's both. I think it's A and B. Let's take a look at the tail of the tape. Taking care of yourself originally aired October 2nd. It lasted 26 minutes and 50 seconds short. Pre-sermon joke was a prayer about food. That included this chuckler, the road to hell is paved with butter. (laughs) The always important ask for money graphic did not pop up until 14 minutes and 45 seconds. And the giant earth globe behind Joel turned on its axis 24 and a half times. And there was exactly zero tears this week from the two weeks in a row. Two Two weeks weeks in a row. row. I I feel like his staff got to remind him, hey, Joel, remember, you got to cry at some point. Uh, Very tastefully dressed this week. He had autumn colors. So once again, it looks like someone from his staff said, hey, Put on a pumpkin tie, Joel. And my favorite moment of the week, I don't know if you got this in the sermon, it happened twice. Yep, the production decided to go with, like, a flyover camera. So while Joel's talking, they take this, like, shot from the back of the room to the front, and they literally go over some guy who's on his phone Googling something while Joel's talking. It didn't happen once. It happened twice. And I was like, do they not have an editor at Joel Osteen Productions to be like, hey, we're going to, we're gonna uh, edit out the guy on his phone while Joe's giving the sermon. All maybe right, he was looking up. Maybe he was looking up biblical references. You know what? God, that's why we have you on this show because you're always thinking. This Joel stuff's working on you, big guy. It is. Let's play the game that sweep of the nation. Can I sum up the Joel Osteen sermon in one sentence? Here it is. If Superman was an actual person who lived in today's times, he would die of a nervous breakdown. Yes. That's exactly right. That's a, that's as synthesized as you've ever gotten it, Larry. That is Brandon, correct. I know with all my heart that you loved this week's sermon because in our weekly pre-production meeting this week, you quoted part of this sermon back to me. <laughs> uh, yes, I mocked it back to you, Larry, because you weren't valuing my time. All right. Joel gets very personal this week. He gives us all sorts of goodies about his personal hobbies. Oh, I which, caught that too. Which of these hobbies is not a real Joel Osteen hobby, Brandon. (laughs) He likes real estate and likes often to just stop at random open houses. He likes to play basketball. He raises scorpions to harvest them for anti-venom, or he likes to run. Which of those hobbies is not a real Joel Osteen hobby? Now, as much as I would love it if Joel Osteen harvested anti-venom from scorpions, uh, that is not his hobby. (laughs) He could run all day, but uh, he doesn't choose to. He can't speak all day. That's what he said. He could run all day, but he can't speak all day. So I think the, fir- the the three that you mentioned other than the Scorpions is correct. Okay. So I love how Joel starts this week with a reading from Leviticus where he says, 
it's not selfish to take time for yourself. I know that's you can't. It's hard to find in Levit Leviticus, but uh, anyways, that's a joke. That's not in there. You know, Brandon, Joel's team clearly wanted uh, went to him last week and said, "Joel, we need a sermon directly, clearly dedicated to moms." Drop the hammer this week on Mama and tell her she needs to not fix everything. She needs to exercise more. She needs to stop doing everything for everybody else if she needs to first take care of herself. This is clearly for moms. I don't know if it's clearly for moms, but he definitely took it out of uh, about 7,000 self-help books. And Jim, uh, <laughs> now I know you love Joel, but I feel like he might have poached it from other people. It's not as if this idea of taking care of yourself is real groundbreaking. He, he tried to layer it over with some biblical stuff about even Jesus took a break every now and again. It was true. Talk about Paul, uh, you know, going off and saying, hey, I can't show up. I'm really pressed for time right now. Um, so I, I think that he was poaching. I, there was nothing in this sermon outside of bad theology that we'll talk about later. I'm sure that was not, um, that was not pretty well received in, in sense that it's kind of the, 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 everyone thinks that that's what you should do. I don't, there was nothing groundbreaking. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know what? You suck. First, let's get to it. Your bad theological moment of the week. Do you have a specific one or do you need to give you a couple of reminders? Well, the, the ones I remember was about Paul uh, in his letter to the Corinthians saying couldn't show up, but yeah. I don't remember the other ones because yeah. I was driving and listening. I wasn't able to watch. I was driving and listening. And remember, it's not Joel's fault he has bad theology because nobody ever taught him theology in the first place. Right. Was it Jesus taking a nap, Paul not going to Corinth, Corinth because he went to his spa instead, or Solomon <laughs> talking about his vineyards? Remember, you wouldn't talk about his vineyards. I I think if there was bad theology, I don't really feel like there was any bad theology this week. I feel like he's kind of said it the way it was to say, you got to take time for yourself. They all said it. I mean, if you want to poach out the uh, a scripture and say, Hey, you need to take time for yourself. Paul did. Jesus did. Solomon did. I guess they did. I'm not sure that was the point of the scripture, but that's what, you know, that's what he's saying. The point was. We have breaking news this week on the Joel Osteen recast. As something in this week's sermon happened that has never, ever happened before. As you know, since doing this recast, it has become very clear to me how you attain, obtain eternal salvation while also having a much better life here on earth, Brandon. And the only way to have all of that is to actually be one of Joel Osteen's friends. You see, week after week, we hear of Joel's friends and acquaintances who have great lives, who rebound from adversity, and basically they thrive. But not this week, Brandon. Under the title, What You're Holding On To Might Kill You, Joel tells us about an anonymous but very big-time pastor friend who's flying all over the world telling people about Jesus. He knows he shouldn't leave for the next revival, but doesn't want to let people down and goes on the revival anyways. Boom! This anonymous pastor gets a stroke and dies. He doesn't actually die. Well, he just gets maimed. Well, I, the, the I, best part about that is Joel, uh, Joel, Told him not to go. Joel counseled him and said, hey, you, you just got to let go and let God. Listen, you got to take care of yourself. This story hurt me hard because Joel Osteen's friends are only supposed to thrive. So the Well, fact unless they don't take Joel's advice. Oh, Clearly, that's what the that, message was. That's the subject. He did not take Joel's <laughs> advice, and that's you know, what happened to uh, him. You dismissed uh, that part. Uh, if all the other ones have uh, always taken Joel's advice, and this time they didn't. Uh, I, I want to give you my favorite part of the sermon when you're when you're ready for me because I'm ready. Give it to part. me. 
when he goes to that <laughs> to the real estate open house and he's like, you know, the, the young man who was just working hard. And I'm like, number one, you and your wife are stopping in. I'm like thinking to myself, it's probably not a, a ranch style track home, <laughs> wherever you are, probably some <laughs> McMansion somewhere. So he's stepping into this um, high end home. You got your young Sparky trying to sell this place. <clears throat> he is opening up the house for these people, giving out cookies or whatever they do. I, I hate those looky. I call them looky loose. Those folks that go in and have no intention of buying, but they just want to come in and look through the house. That's clearly Joel and his wife's little thing. That's their little deal. So he goes in and the guy's like, Hey, can I get your number? And Joel's like, I can't, I can't give out my number. He made a little joke. He was going to give out his brother's email, but he's so proud of himself that he basically kicked this dude in the nuts and said, I'm not going to give you anything mfr i'm joel olstein i'm taking care of myself that's what i took away from that there was so many parts of that story that i didn't understand like his true hobby with his wife is to be driving around the country wherever they are and be like hey look there's an open house let's go in there and they're truly i understand second of all if you're joel Osteen and you walk into the open house do the people know you're joel Osteen? i'm assuming this guy probably didn't really? know what are the odds if you're in a random state people know who Joel Osteen? Is. I mean, I think there's certain subsection of of the population that might know Joel, but I don't think everyone knows Joel Osteen yet until this show blows up the interwebs. I mean, I, I think Joel is a is, he could he, maybe that's why he goes to these. He could be incognito with this beautiful wife. Okay, now to our moment. Joel does not just tell us what to do, but he lives it. Brandon, since 2004, Joel does 200 nights of hope dates at stadiums around the world. Mm -hmm. He writes two books a year, Brandon. Yes. Does a daily serious satellite radio show and three services a week. But guess what, Brandon? Since the pandemic, he's still doing all of that. He's just talking about it a lot less, and he feels a lot better about it. I agree. And you know what? Some bad things did happen. Those people did die. But some good things came out of COVID <laughs> as well, where Joel did not have to. Joel was, he was going in on Friday nights, and he was out in 30 minutes. Uh, this guy, you know, hey, listen, I know you are a huge Joel. Olsen I am. Fan. I do appreciate that. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And, 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 and I may be not as much, but he definitely works hard. You got to give him that, man. That dude is hustling out there. Well, he's He's got a lot of side hustles, too. You planted the memory in my on last week's show. He doesn't have a teleprompter. I look behind the audience. He's going 27 minutes, 50 seconds, no notes, and no prompter. That it, Like, he's telling these stories just off the top of his head. Well, that's why he's got his formula, right? Joke in the beginning, crocodile tears about 15 minutes in. But there in. is not one misspeak. He's going 27 minutes, 50 seconds long. Not one word is out of yeah, context. I mean, you got to give it to him. The dude is an entertainer extraordinaire. He, I mean, if nothing else, he is legit as an entertainer. All right. Did you like uh, the story at the end about the, uh, the guy who's running the uh, lighthouse and all these people from the city are coming to him saying, like, I need to borrow <laughs> some oil. And he's like... Of course, you you got he's giving all this oil to the good people of town, and then the ship runs aground because he doesn't have lo, lo oil to light the lighthouse. I thought it was true. You know what? You should never give more than you you're supposed to. You should never give more. That's what Joel's. I think that's what Joel's telling me is that if a person came up to Joel and say, "Hey, listen, Pastor, I'm I'm really struggling. Uh, my wife's got cancer and she might die. I can't afford my mortgage, and I, I'm I'm going to be out on the street tomorrow." Um, is there anything you can do to help, Pastor? He's like, hey, I, I would love to help you, but that's oil for my lighthouse. So that's what I that's what I took from that. All right, let's finish with the big questions. Brandon, are you invincible? I am definitely not invincible. 
I, uh, but not all heroes wear capes, Larry. Do you decide your own schedule? Yes. Are good things wearing you out, Brandon? Sometimes. I think you need to listen to this sermon again. All right, everybody, let go. Let God. Let Joel. Phew. I told you I was a crybaby, but you just feel very rewarded.